Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Welcome to episode 374 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we'll talk a little bit about the Rings of Power as it continues to bore the heck out of a large portion of people. We will also talk about She-Hulk and just how much of an atrocity it truly is. Right now, I'm only about five episodes into Cobra Kai, and so if you're wondering why I'm not talking about the latest season of Cobra Kai, it's because I'm not done with it yet. I can give a general thought process, though, which is that it continues to be a fantastic show, and it continues to be one of the few things that Netflix can actually do right, though the company continues to be a garbage company and corporation. With all that being said, we will also, of course, talk about some basic box office numbers as we have yet another slow box office weekend. But tonight is a little bit of a special night because tonight we are live streaming on YouTube, on DLive, on Odyssey, and we're also tonight streaming on Rumble as well. So for anyone who likes Rumble or anyone who likes alternative platforms or if you like Odyssey, but Odyssey is having some buffering issues, wherever it might be, just know Rumble is now available, is now an option. This will be my first stream ever through the Rumble platform, so we will see how it goes. So again, for anyone out there who is a Rumble person, uh, that is available for you. Before going any further, though, please make sure you smash that like button, lab that fire button if you're watching over on Odyssey. Also, light up, or rather, smash the rumble button if you're watching over there. Let's say hello to some people over on the YouTube side. But before we do, Low Water Mark, the legend himself, just came in with a $100 donation via Streamlabs. Dude, seriously, Low Water Mark. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're always so incredibly generous, man. A $100 donation via Streamlabs. He says here, Hail Odin, keep doing what you do. Well, thank you, man. I very much appreciate that. Low Watermark, always appreciate your support, whether it's on F FNT, whether it's here on OMB Reviews. Seriously, Low Watermark, it really does mean a heck of a lot, man. You're a legend. You're awesome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, man. All right, let's go ahead and get back into the chats. We got Egg hanging out over on Odyssey saying, I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Checking in for the damage report, says Egg. Hey, glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. But let's see. We got Orange Hour Views in the YouTube chat. What's going on, Orange Hour Views? Says, I've been told that I have many things. A best friend who's a turtle. An island. Chlamydia. But one thing I will never have is scarred retinas due to the crap shows in the stream's title. Yes, uh, you can save yourself from those shows. I would not recommend either of those shows, either Ring of Power, Rings of Power, or uh, She-Hulk. She-Hulk, I would say, is is so much worse. Even though it's it's about half the time of Rings of Power, it just honestly is one of the worst things on television, one of the worst shows that has ever existed in the history of television shows, in the history of just episodic television in general, it is just complete and utter garbage. Whether it's the fourth wall breaking, where the entire time every single fourth wall comment that is ever made in the show is just so on the nose and so completely cringe, or whether it is the incredibly bad CGI that just, again, looks like it came out of a, a PS3 game, and I might even be generous out of that to say PS3 and not PS2. Or whether it is the acting or lack thereof acting of the main star. 
There are plenty of things. There are a plethora of things I could talk about, just the objective problems that the show has. But oh my goodness, it is just so much more, so much worse than Rings of Power, because at least Rings of Power has maybe a couple of things to grab, to, to grab hold of. If you are watching the Salty Nerd Podcast YouTube channel earlier today, by the way, shout out to the Salty Nerd Podcast, shout out to Matthew Kadish for inviting me to join them this morning, uh, rather this afternoon. We actually talked about Rings of Power Episode 3. So if you want to hear a further in-depth conversation about the episode, you can go check that one out. It was linked in the Discord server. But Orange Hour Views, thank you very much for being in the chat. Master of Gaming, what's going on? Says here, I didn't think Lifemark would be in the top five. I actually have no idea what Lifemark even is, but on a weekend like this, I can't say I'm surprised that some unknown films are getting into the top five or likely will be in the top five. Gmonkey76, hail to you, Alaric in the chat. Hail to you, Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington. How is it going, good sir? We got Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. How about a hockey player? She is a member on the channel. We got Forever Sci-Fi in the chat. We got Stephanie B. Hey, what's going on, Stephanie B? She is one of my mods, one of the Valkyrie. Make sure that you're on your best behavior. Thanks for letting me know about Tina. Tina, I hope you're having some fun with some friends. Sherry Allen, what's going on? Hope you are feeling well. Brian Barth in the chat as well. We got Nearsighted Cyclops also in the chat. Happy birthday to the Gary of the Banjo Sandwich Worthington. Always great to see you here. Appreciate it. We got Alex McCarthy. What is going on? Good sir. You have one of the worst opinions on film, and I saw it in the live chat earlier, and I will roast it when I actually highlight it and get to it in the live chat. If you are new to OMB Reviews, just remember that wherever platform you're on, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention, and it lets me know to read your comment. Of course, if you are a member on the YouTube channel, that's one of the perks of being a member is that you don't have to worry about tagging unless you are, of course, talking to somebody else. Um, and, of course, you can donate via Streamlabs donation on any of the platforms or whichever way you see fit. Anyway, Giant Rat is also in the chat. He is a member. Hail to you. Thank you for being here. Here is the <laughs> terrible take from Alex McCarthy saying, uh, Howdy, Odin. How's it going, House Thor? Speaking of, I liked Thor 4. It was a shock for me, too. She-Hulk, I hate, though. So, at the very least, you recognize the atrocity that is She-Hulk. However, the fact that you say the words, I liked Thor 4. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Thor 4 is the worst film to ever be created, and it's definitely not the worst film in the entire history of the MCU. But the fact that you liked it makes me ask questions. Just makes me ask questions about you, sir. Your movie tastes always concern me, but it's always good to have you back in the chat. By the way, I just got to episode five, uh, as I mentioned previously, in the Cobra Kai series, and it's great so far, continues to be fantastic, but I also got to a scene where a song is featured by Fozzie, the band that the lead singer of is Chris Jericho, who is a part of AEW, and let me just say, yeah, I marked out a little bit when I heard him listening to that song. I was like, yeah, listening to Judas. For anyone who watches Cobra Kai. Whoever Sci-Fi, who is a member, says, I finally had time to watch Margin Call. Owed it. Good movie. Interesting to see people making those kinds of decisions. I know, told, Jeremy Irons is kind of the villain, but his argument wasn't wrong. And that's the reason why I love that film so much, Forever Sci-Fi. Because even though there are clear, you know, villains or rather villainous takes, right? You are looking at people who are making decisions that are for the betterment of their own pockets, while they know that they're going to screw over a lot of actual people, 
You also look at what they're saying and you recognize that, yes, I, I, I think that what you're doing is evil, but you can see why they think what they're doing is good. Right. Basically, it's a great film, I think, that showcases the whole concept of the ends justify the means. Right. For them, that's all they're focused on. That's all they cared about. If you look at a lot of the people during the financial crisis of 2008, especially, that's what a lot of these decisions were motivated by. Right. It was all about, hey, if the end goal for me is good, doesn't matter how many people I hurt that that I have to hurt to get there. I'm going to do it. And that's why I love that film, because it really isn't just a, you know, it's not a typical film that you see nowadays where it has a message and it's trying to shove that message down your throat. It just shows you actual people, like actual people that would have existed during this time frame. It gives them characterizations. It gives you a much more nuanced approach to the story and to what is going on. I think it's great. If you've never seen Margin Call, it really is a, a very underrated film. So glad that you were able to watch it and glad that you liked it. Alaric tagged and said here, Amazon's Rings of Power is an abomination, or at best, terrible fan fiction. I think that is probably the most accurate description that I have heard anyone say, and I've heard a few people say that. It is fan fiction, because it's it's not Tolkien. I mean, the fact that they have already switched so many things around that would not have existed during this time frame within Middle-Earth's history is already, you know, reason to, you know, say that and to say it confidently. But then you also look and, and see the decisions that they've made and the new characters, literally out of thin air, new characters that they've added into the show. Yeah, it, it's, it's fan fiction. And it's not even good fan fiction. I mean, everyone has been talking about the most memeable moment from episode three, which is Galadriel. And I can't roll my R's. And so I apologize for not giving you the full effect. But Galadriel riding on the horse in slow motion. I mentioned this on the Salt and Earth podcast earlier when we were talking about this. I said it really came across as just basic film school short film material. Like that's the kind of thing you would see in a college short film or a college film in general when you have a lot of students who are playing around with these newfangled cameras that can do really high frame rate, slow motion effects. That's where you see that kind of stuff. You don't really see it in a production that costs you know tens of millions of dollars per episode you know i think the entire thing what was it about a billion dollars was thrown at the show or something to that effect so many millions of dollars were spent to create this show and i think that money is definitely on show in the fact that you do have some pretty high quality visual effects whether or not those visual effects work or look clean and don't look artificial that's a whole other discussion clearly they spent a lot of money on that and uh Ultimately, yeah, you have that really cringe moment. But I go after that moment for many, I think, very different reasons or slightly different reasons than what most people probably would. You know, for me, it is actually that cinematography. It's just, again, one of those moments where I, I just think to myself, man, who in the world is actually doing the camera work for this show? Because there are other moments in the show where they do that type of slow-mo action and it just does not make any sense. It almost as if they go back to the early 2000s or the early aughts in a certain way when that became, you know, a very trendy thing to do. It's almost like they got some tips from, from Zack Snyder in that regard when it comes to slow motion. The one positive thing I will say, though, since it's on my mind and I will lose it if I don't mention it now. There's one positive thing from that slow motion cringe. Hilarious, though. Again, I, I literally laughed. Some people may have facepalmed during that scene when watching it, but I was watching that thing, and I was gotten to, I got to that part, and at first I was like, oh my goodness, they're really doing the slow motion. And then as soon as they cut to her face and, and the forced smile, and I was like, oh, the directors of this show, 
who who greenlit this, who who told the actors to do this, who allowed this to go to print, and then in the editing room allowed it to be the take that they decided to take. Oh my goodness, so bad, but it was hilarious. It was so funny. I, I couldn't I couldn't help but laugh at how stupid it was. But out of all of that, there was one positive thing that came from it, and that was that because they have this technology, because I don't really know of any other movie where this has been showcased or at least I haven't noticed it in a movie or a show but there's a type there's a there's a time in this sequence where the camera is actually pointed towards the legs of the horse and it's in this very slow-mo uh gallop and here's where my brain again of course the the movie you know the movie buff you know has dabbled in you know film studies bachelors and stuff I mean there was a moment where you actually are like, at least for me, I, I thought to myself, and this just shows you also how boring the show is. I said, hey, wait a minute. Look, you can actually see the moments when the horse's hooves aren't actually on the ground. So, of course, that just brings me back to one of the first, what's often seemed to be the first motion picture, which is the series of images that show a horse galloping and actually do show, right? That there's a moment in a gallop where all four hooves are off the ground. That's where my brain went in that sequence. So I was laughing, I was face palming, but then also I was like, actually, you know what? Kudos to them for actually doing that because now we've got a high quality, as far as image quality, shot of a horse where all of the hooves are off the ground. And only someone who I think is a a major film buff would even slightly appreciate that. (laughs) If anyone else noticed that. Uh, let me know, but that's where my brain was going. And again, that just shows you how poorly done this show is and uh, how cringe all of it actually is in the long run. So, anyway, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. By the way, I am again live on Rumble. Uh, I think I saw one person jump over there. I don't know whether or not how the chat works over there. So, again, if you are willing to test it out and let me know, hey. I would appreciate that greatly. We got Mike Jackson in the chat. Hail to you. Here in the Steadfast is also here in the chat. G-Man, what is going on? Giant Rat says, doing well. Do you do book reviews? Not on the channel. I do not. Uh, typically, if I am reading a book or have listened to an audiobook, I might mention it on a stream, but I typically don't dedicate any actual videos to it. So... Hopefully that answers your question. By the way, thank you to everyone who is here. You can smash, like, light up, Fire button. Again, at Odin at the very beginning of your comment, at Odin on any of the platforms that you might be watching from. Again, we are live on YouTube, DLive, Odyssey, and Rumble. Crazy stuff. Crazy, crazy times. Anyway, everything in Middle Earth is in the chat. Hail to you. Thanks for being here. General Wingster, I do still read your chats. You just have to put at Odin at the very beginning, though, from this point forward. Lance Mala says, quick wrestling run-in. Who was in the wrong, the Elite or Punk slash Steel? To be honest, I think probably all of them. I think that clearly there is bad blood between them in, in real life. And I think that ultimately it doesn't make any of them look good. So... That's my quick thought. Oz McCarthy says, I watched all of Cobra Kai Season 5. I just hope my wife doesn't find out I watched it without her. Alex McCarthy. That bad, bad form, Alex. Bad form. I'm not going to keep that from her, okay? I don't think she watches me. But if she does, and if she's listening to this right now, bad form on you, Alex. Shame on you. That is not, that is not what you do. That is not what you do. If that's a show that you watch with her, to watch it before her, that again, that's something that I've done on accident 
complete oblivious accident. And let's just say it, it caused some tension. It caused some tension. I forgot what show we were watching at the time, but it did cause a little bit of tension there. <laughs> uh, but hey, yeah, please don't spoil anything because I'm kind of hoping that the ending of this, again, I, I've mentioned this a couple of seasons now. Part of me wants some other elements of the Karate Kid universe to be brought in because obviously they're really laying into the the season, t- uh, rather the uh, Karate Kid 2, Karate Kid 3, especially 3, um, with with Terry Silver, but I don't know. There, there's 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 one other film that I actually appreciate more than some other people that I would like to see incorporated in some way. Rob D. Tessay, Rings of Power, She-Hulk, and House of Dragon, the terrible trifecta of current television. House of Dragon, in comparison, is Shakespeare. Again, I think some people are giving House of the Dragon or House of Dragon a little bit too much credit. I think it's it's a little bit of a stretch to say that it's good television or that it's a good show. When you compare it to Game of Thrones Season 8, it's an, it's an incredible show when you compare it to, to that. If you compare it to She-Hulk, oh man, it's one of the greatest things of all time when compared to She-Hulk. It's an amazing thing when compared to Rings of Power. But to say it's a good show in and of itself, that that's a little bit too much. Again, there are parts of it that I like. There's some of the actors and characters that I like, especially the character of Damon, played by Matt Smith. I think most people universally enjoy that. But then you think, okay, yeah, that those wigs are pretty awful, and yeah, you know, I just don't really care about any of the characters. There's no real stakes in this show. And ultimately, I think a big part of that is because of that shadow of season eight, and I've mentioned that before. General Wingster says, I binged all of season five of Cobra Kai yesterday behind season one. It is my new favorite. Nice. I mean, I've liked all the seasons. Obviously, if we were to compare them, I'm sure I could come up with some list of what I like better or not. To me, one of my favorite episodes, because seasons, it's harder to say because I've enjoyed them all. There hasn't been a season I didn't like, but I think my favorite episode is still, it's still very, very high up on that list is the episode where there is the school fight, uh, the big school fight. That, to me, is just, it was so well choreographed. It was awesome to see happen. And in addition to that, not only do you have this great choreography, but also the storytelling that is taking place during all of the fighting is is just fantastic, too. And and the uh, the end scene of that, of Miguel falling, is still one of my favorite moments just because of how well shot it was. So, again, kudos to them for not only creating a, a show based off of an 80s series of movies, but that they're able to pay respect to the source material and add to it because they actually understand how it works. If you're going to do a reboot, if you're going to have something connected to previous material, if you want to build up new characters, guess what? You got to not only have the old characters, they have to have prominent roles and you have to pay respect to them. If you don't pay respect to them, then you're going to tick off the fans of the OG and you're not going to get anybody to watch. You're not going to get anyone to come in. By the way, I saw someone left a comment on the video, but that was a comment, not an actual live stream chat comment. So I don't know. Again, I don't know how the whole Rumble thing works. (laughs) It's the first time I've streamed over there. But I saw, let's see, it was uh, Giant Rat. I saw you posted a comment over there. It just says, is this chat working? I don't know, because it it showed up as a a comment for me. 
So there it is. Yes, that is working. There he is. How is it going? Boom. He found it. Yeah, it's the Rumble Rants is how they know it over there. So Giant Trap, thank you very much for checking that out. It is now working. Boom. Glad to see that. All right, heading back over to YouTube. We got the K-Man. What is going on, K-Man? Thanks for being here. Brian Barr says, what movies do you hope are good or movies that curious you are nearing the end of 2022? I think that I've talked about my thoughts on the rest of films 2022, and my thoughts are still the same. There really isn't a whole lot that I'm looking forward to. Just, just you know, just going to be honest. John Rat says, great FNT show last night. You all seem to be having a great time. It was a lot of fun. It's great to be on this week. Glad that I was able to, to, to get on. I was actually a little concerned about the spacing again because we, because uh, when I saw the, because you know I'm off social media, so communication is a little bit more difficult because of that. Since the primary way in which we communicate with each other was through Twitter, so they're all still there through Twitter. But because I decided to give up social media because it just really was not good for me, um, it's made that a little bit more difficult. But luckily, uh, I did not know Christy was going to be out tonight. But because of that, I ended up having a, a spot. So, yeah. Um, let's, let's just hope that the, <laughs> let's just hope that we try and keep our numbers in mind, especially since we, we know how many spots there are in advance and how many people generally that there are in advance too. But it was great being on last night. It was a lot of fun. I missed talking with the boys. Father Luca says, Hey y'all, I hope you're having a great and blessed day. Father Luca, thank you for saying mass earlier and, uh, for us being in the intentions. I appreciate that very much, Father. Let's see, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, who is a member, says, watched the remastered, remastered version of The Fellowship last night, and it looked amazing. Uh, by Because I know you keep saying the remastered. Is this like the, the 4K version with the extended edition? Because, yes, absolutely. Brian Barr says, Rings of Power is a boring show. I think that's what you meant to say. Absolutely. It is complete and utterly boring. George Bonnie 90 welcome. Hail to you. Thank you for being here. Forever Sci-Fi is a member says, it's kind of funny that most of the time that you see toxic masculinity, it comes from a female feminist character. Most men understand the consequences of acting like that. That's the thing Forever Sci-Fi. I was mentioning this also. I mentioned this on the Salty Nerd podcast earlier too, that what you have going on in Hollywood is you have this attempt to completely take away masculine men and then not create more feminine women or have more feminine women, but rather to make the women more masculine. So it's, again, it's this clear attempt, right? It's, this, it's, it's completely rooted in identity politics, which, if you dive down at its very core, is so broken at its very core, its very nature. It's completely illogical, right? They're like, we can't have masculine men, but also we need more women, but we don't need women as women. We need women as men. That's essentially what they're doing. They're saying, not only do we need more prominent women, not only do we need women in more prominent roles, but we need these women to then take on more masculine traits. Now, some people might say, well, that's just the culture who says it's a masculine trait or this or that. But ultimately, that's what you have. Look at Galadriel. Galadriel has become masculinized. And guess what? It does not create a strong female character. You know what it creates? A very annoying, bitter and just downright despicable character that you're just like, why should I care about you at all? Why should I care about anything you have to say? Why should I care about your mission? You're an incredibly unlikable character. And it's because, at its very root, what they've tried to do is say, hey, we're going to try to make this typically, traditionally, 
feminine character. Go back to the original Lord of the Rings, especially, right, as far as the way it's played out on screen. Go back to Kate Blanchett, right? Kate Blanchett, performance as Galadriel. Guess what she had? She had femininity. She had grace. And yet she was still powerful because she was powerful through her grace. She was powerful through her femininity. They did not have to make her masculine in order to get that across. But obviously, the modern-day identity politics-driven nonsense that comes from Hollywood and the creators behind it, they don't understand that. They think that they can just take a female character, make it more masculine, and that will make them more powerful. But in the end, all that it does is just make them despicable and annoying. If you want to have a strong female character, go back to Peter Jackson's work. Look back at that character. Look at that version of Galadriel. That was a strong female character. Why? Because it was a strong female and not a strong female who's pretending to be a male. But I guess that's controversial. That's a that's a hot take, I guess, in today's world. Anyway, WG donated $50 via Streamlabs. WG, dude, thank you so very much. Very, very generous, man. I really do appreciate that. And thank you for going through Streamlabs and not going through Mama Susan on YouTube. It says, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, WG. You are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. King Kane Rumshki is over on Rumble. Hail to you over on Rumble. That's right. I'm live on Rumble. I'm trying that out. First time streaming on Rumble. Thank you for being here. Uh, and again, for those on Rumble who maybe have not seen a stream of mine before because you've been on Rumble and I haven't been as far as the, the live streams are concerned, uh, just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments so that way I know you're trying to get my attention. But he says, how is Rumble treating you the second time around? So, as I mentioned before, this is actually the first stream that I've ever done to, to Rumble. It's the first stream that I've ever done to Rumble. Uh, I've continued to upload my videos uh, to Rumble. I started doing that months ago. And uh, ultimately, guess what? It's still the same. <laughs> I, I still don't really necessarily like the platform as far as like a content creator is concerned. Their whole monetization process is just very convoluted and... It just doesn't really work. Um, but hey, the streaming, I think that it's doing fine. He tagged and said, the stream's going well. No real difference in quality. Boom. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I know that Rumble's infrastructure is definitely well advanced um, compared to some of the other platforms. And again, that's why I really like Odyssey. But Odyssey tends to have a lot of buffering issues. So that's why I like to give people options. I like to give people as many options as I possibly can. All right, back over to YouTube. It's 7.04 in the YouTube chat, by the way. Just goes to show you how far behind I am. So, again, you don't need to double post. As long as you put add O in the very beginning of your comment, I will get to it at some point. But I tend to fall behind on things. And we inside Cyclops tag to say, honestly, at this point, I get far more enjoyment watching the suffering of the reviewers than I get watching the shows. Seems a bit sinful uh, to me. Might need to go to confession. Uh, Scheidenfreude, as they call it, right? Father Luca, what is this thing called Rings of Power? It's a great question. I don't even think they know what it is, to be honest. Marcus Cato, what's going on? Welcome back. Gary Banjo says, spent all day watching Cobra Kai Triumph. It has been fantastic so far, about five episodes in. Jeremy Zakowski, have you seen the trailer for the Little Mermaid remake? This is a big face palm for me. Yep. And we already knew that it was going to be this when they originally had announced the casting for it. So all I can say is not really all that surprised, and I don't think it's going to do well and... I just at this at this point especially it's like okay they're at it again it's Disney still doing its thing so I can't really say I'm surprised I can't really have anger at this point just because it's like all right we, we get it y'all are trying to force this diversity 
again, and it's still really not going to work for you. And hopefully at one point you maybe get the message. Maybe. Maybe one day you get the message. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, it was pretty bad. Bongo, what's going on? Says, hello, Sir Odin of Epic Beard. What's going on? Good, sir. Thanks for being here. Uh, Ambrose Chamberpot in the chats. Rob D. Tad say the Halo television series has probably already sent a charming gift basket to Rings of Power, She-Hulk, She-Hulk and House of the Dragon. Yeah, and I never, after hearing people's thoughts on Halo, since I never even played the games to any real serious degree, I didn't even give it a shot because I was like, yeah, I'm just not even going to. Sherry Allen says, good, but tired. Spent yesterday with my brother's family. Hey, family, I think always raises the spirit. So, hey, glad to hear that. Master of Gaming, don't forget the cringe post credit scene in She-Hulk Episode 3 with Megan the Stallion. Oh, I did not forget. I wish that I could forget, but I, I didn't. Um, yeah, they, they still continue to kind of one-up themselves. Uh, this most recent episode of She-Hulk, uh, really one of the cringiest things about it was how they treated the character of Wong. Uh, they basically decided to throw at him a just a typical Jersey girl-like character who just is drunk all the time and talks like this. Maybe it's more Valley Girl, I guess. Either way, a, a drunkard, all right? And then this drunkard is just hanging around with Wong by happenstance. Essentially, there's a magician who does, you know, typical magician stuff, but happened to be someone that failed out of the, the school of the mystical arts. Somehow, though, this is where I kind of got a little confused. This is how bad the writing is, because they also never explain it. He somehow, though he failed and flunked out of the School of the Mystical Arts, he couldn't get the basics. This is what Wong had even said in the show. They let him keep his little hand thing so that he could still create portals? How, do, how does that make any sense? They, they don't even establish in the show that he stole it, that, that he kept it without asking. They, again, they wouldn't even go that far. You, I guess you have to assume that, that that's what happened, but at no point do they even say, yeah, you, you, you took this without asking, and hey, yeah, you shouldn't have had this in the first place. That is how bad the writing on this show is. So again, it's beyond the CGI, it's beyond the acting, it's beyond anything else. When the writing itself and the story is so poor that even I now, just barely thinking back through the episode, come to that conclusion, it's like, wait a minute, that's right, they didn't even ever explain what happened with it? Not that I would even care. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the twerking was really bad, but now they have the character of Wong, who they already did bad. I mean, this is really not Wong's year. Think think back to anyone that actually watched that train wreck that was Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. They did Wong dirty in that movie. Now they're just continuing that on in this show. Not to mention you add in all of the fourth wall breaking comments about, hey, everyone loves Wong, that's Twitter armor. Yes, actual lines from this show. Actual lines from She-Hulk. And this is the reason why Rings of Power is bad. She-Hulk is far worse. That's how bad it is. The only argument I could see for someone saying Rings of Power is worse is when you compare it to, of course, the fact that it's just not Tolkien and that it's really bad fan fiction at best. And I can understand that because of the comparison. But good goodness me. Goodness me. The fact that She-Hulk not only got greenlit, but that it that it's still on the... I mean, obviously, at this point, they're just going to keep on going with it. But I haven't heard anything about it being greenlit for a second season. But if it does, oh my. Oh my. 
That is going to be crazy. Let's see. King Kane over on Rumble says, hang in there. If your time slot is consistent, it will build. Yeah, I've heard a lot of positive things about at least the live streaming component to Rumble. So that is why I'm much more likely to uh, to be more consistent with it. The issue is you can't just connect it. You have to create a new stream on it, which is, again, I'm already building one on Odyssey as well. So it just means I have to be a little bit more preemptive with it. But today wasn't too bad. Uh, Giant Rat over on Rumble said, I told my wife to embrace her mistakes. She gave me a hug and walked away. Dang. Wow. Okay. Um, But yeah, getting back to it with with, with She-Hulk, it just... Yeah, don't get me wrong. Watching She-Hulk twerk at the end, or twerking in general, now officially within the MCU as a thing, yeah, it was just so... It was already bad enough that they had to have the pop culture reference. I personally thought that that she wasn't even real, that she was just a random creation of the show. And then hearing people talk about it, I guess she is real. I still haven't looked it up because I just, uh, I just, I don't have any interest in knowing anything about someone called Megan the Stallion. It it just, (laughs) I don't think there's anything to gain by doing that, even as a basic Google search. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Brian Barr attacked to say, Amazon has all the resources in the world have the biggest budget in the world, and this is what they come out with. Pathetic. Well, yeah. That's what happens when you have all the money in the world and you put it all into visual effects, CGI, sets uh, of some kind, right? Costuming doesn't mean that the costuming is done well, but hey, money was spent there. But then you don't spend the money on showrunners, on writers, on directors. The showrunners themselves, if you look to their filmography, they, they had nothing really to their name at all. I believe, and I've heard this said before, I believe this may have actually been the first product that they actually got launched. All the other products that they ever tried to get launched just ultimately failed, never got picked up. And yet those are the people that were put in charge of a Lord of the Rings series. And I I struggle to say Lord of the Rings series because this is clearly not one. Not only because it's not Lord of the Rings, but also because it's not even Tolkien. Let, let alone to talk about the Harfoots. I mean, we were having some fun earlier uh, on the Salty Nerd podcast about talking about it. You know, we, we ended up talking about the giant trench that is being built and being dug by slave labor <laughs> that's being run by, like, the, the goblins and the orcs and stuff who... I know that there was the whole thing about them not... You know, I know it's established that they don't go in the sun, but, like, turning them essentially into vampires, like, with the smoke coming off the skin and everything, and also them being incredibly white. <laughs> you know, a little, again, a little on the nose there. But then also, too, like... One of the points was made by one of the co-hosts that was like, wait a minute, there's this giant trench that's just being, you know, brought through the entire, you know, middle of of this land. Is no one going to, like, come around and, and notice it? Like, is this honestly going to be something that they don't see? Not to mention, in the same episode, they've established that these orcs can dig holes underground. And yet they're digging a trench. They're digging a trench and need slave labor because the trench is open and therefore is open to the elements and therefore they need to have the, I guess, the cow skin and, and all this other stuff to, to cover the sun, to protect them when they could just be underground. 
Now, I think it was Matthew Cadis who said, well, maybe they're just, you know, building the foundation for what would eventually become, uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of the towers or something like that. And obviously, I think that's being incredibly generous. But yes, that that's the kind of like that's the kind of logic that this show has within it, or rather, the lack of logic that Rings of Power has within it. Yeah, Rings of Power, She-Hulk, two of the worst things that have not just come out this year, but have come out in a long, long time. Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, "Shout out the more faithfully made spinoff Lord of the Bling from the show Mad TV." Well, there you go. <laughs> See, Bongo tagged to say, one good thing came out of the Lord, uh, one thing came out of Rings of Power. I'm finally reading The Hobbit. I'm on chapter seven. Well, that is a good thing for sure. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, I saw The Little Mermaid while watching FNT. It looks terrible. Yes, it looks awful. And you saw how how hard they tried and, and very clearly tried to hide the fact that they race swapped Ariel until the very end. That was done meticulously and purposefully. And what are you going to probably hear on social media and all of the reports and all the news sites? Oh, racist backlash against Black Ariel. Now, obviously, they won't word it in that way, but that is ultimately what they're going to say. But when they go out of their way to make it so abundantly clear that they're doing this specifically for a a, a identity politics-driven reason... It's like, basically, they're like, yes, we want to bait people into responding so that, that we can then call them an istinophobe, even though the basic criticism is going to be, for me at least, here, here's my main criticism of it, why are you remaking it in the first place? Why are you continuing your live actions? Yes, we can look to some of the other live actions making money at the box office, but ultimately, People aren't really going to stick with those and remember those and rewatch them. Yes, you might get some money back initially on some of those movies, maybe even turn a profit. But guess what? Ultimately, when the people who saw the film who either liked it or were ambivalent towards it at best, when they have kids, if they have kids, because we're talking about a segment of the population that likely is not a part of that group who enjoy these films and want these films to continue to be made. If they were to show any film to their kids, guess what? It's not going to be the live action. If, if I'm going to want to show my son Aladdin, guess what? I would never think twice. It's going to be the Robin Williams animated version of Genie that I'm going to want them to see. So, so again, they, they might get the short-term results. They might get the short returns in general. But when it comes to the new movies, when it comes to the new shows, Rings of Power, I would say included in this, you think Rings of Power is going to have any staying ability whatsoever? You think that people are going to, you know, as they raise their kids, say, ah, we're going to watch Rings of Power together. We're going to bond over the Harfoots being terrible to each other. We're going to bond over the trenches being dug by slave labor and orcs that are vampires. That's what our legacy is going to be. Or <laughs> are they going to be, I'm going to read you The Hobbit. Hey, tonight we're going to read through The Hobbit a little bit. Tonight we're going to read some, some Tolkien. That is another way to think about it. And that, to me, is the ultimate criticism of all of this garbage. Again, because you can race swap characters until you're blue in the face. If you end up making a good movie, if you end up making a good adaptation, hey, many of those people bringing those points up might actually say, hey, you know what? I don't like that you did this, but hey, at the least I can enjoy the product. 
But when you start off with, yes, we're remaking a classic animated movie, movie musical. We're remaking it for no other reason that we're out of ideas and are trying to make a quick buck. In addition to that, we're also going to try to make people mad by clearly casting someone that is nothing like the actual character with red hair and fair skin. Again, once again, yet another ginger character getting completely wiped from existence in the live action version. Instead of making a new character, instead of making a new story, instead of making a new film... We're adapting something new that has never been adapted before in either, as either a cartoon or as live action. This is the direction that they've decided to go into. And my ultimate hope is that it leads to their downfall and that it leads to them losing money. Seems that people are leaving them. Question is, is it going to be fast enough? I don't know. See, Giant Rat says, With all the horrible movies and shows out right now, please review Lilies of the Field, Sydney." Yeah, I've actually never seen Lilies of the Field. Wait a minute. Scratch that. Reverse it. I have seen Lilies of the Field. I was thinking of another movie. Yeah. I, I was doing retro reviews for a while, uh, but that was before Baby Thor came into the world and I had a little bit more time um, or when he was very young. And so I had a little bit more time because he had been napping so much. But um, yeah, definitely like to do those again. Master of Gaming says, Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power is bad, but at least it didn't try to be hip and cool like She-Hulk. Yes. Uh, try and epically fail for, you know, uh, for that matter, you know, let's see. King Kang says, how many monitors do you need? Uh, right now I just have one. In fact, I just have all of my windows on the one monitor. I just have to remember to switch between them from time to time. Uh, because in OBS, I actually have the live stream chat, Odyssey's chat, D lives chat, and my general notifications. I can actually fit all of those in OBS because OBS is a really awesome program. I then have a browser window here with only four tabs, so it can be done, and it has the rumble chat, which unfortunately the rumble chat can't pop out. If I could do a pop out, if there was a pop out chat, if they eventually integrate that into rumble, I can then put that into my OBS and not have to, again, flip through any pages. Um, Unfortunately, that is not the case at the moment, but yeah, so I have that, and then that's also um, in that same browser window, one of the tabs is rumble, one of the other tabs is the YouTube chat that allows me to actually highlight the YouTube comments. So, yeah. Uh, Egg Gnome says, Reading is the way to go for now, I think. The visual entertainment is a lost art for now. I think that's a very good point. Um, then again, I think it's it's still... Even when it comes to reading, there isn't a lot of new stuff coming out, as far as reading is concerned, that I think is really holding up to the classics. I think it ultimately, for either the visual medium or or... or or the books, right? Or through the written medium. I, I think that ultimately a lot of us are going to go back to the classics. Literally right now, I've got a service. It's called uh, Play On. And uh, I'm really not going to promote them because they kind of screwed over their user base. They had a, a lifetime license. And then they decided to create a new program that does the same thing as the program that had the lifetime license. Only... It cost a monthly fee. There was no lifetime version of it. And so they decided then to start to degrade. So basically they try to say the, you can use your, your, your the, the play on desktop version. You can use that forever because you bought the license, but we're not going to update it anymore. So basically they're like, once it stops working altogether, it's going to be useless. So you have to transition over to the new 
uh, app, basically, that we've offered. So I'm not going to recommend them. However, while I have the three months free for my troubles, um, basically what I'm doing, because it's a DVR, essentially, for streaming services, all the classics from Nickelodeon that are on uh, Paramount Plus, for instance, you know, I'm just building up my library, right? I'm just building up those uh, all of those shows that are ones that I've seen that were, were good, that had actually things to, you know, things to say that weren't entirely political. Let's see, Father Luca says, Galadriel and Slow-Mo, is that from Indian soap opera or Snyder's influence? <laughs> um, between those two, I would probably say Snyder. Alice Riley says, The Lion Tamer Chris Jericho is truly goat. I went nuts when Judas played on Cobra Kai. Yeah, definitely marked out there. I had more pleasure with the Room Edwood movies than Rings of Power. Yes, again, Rings of Power is is complete garbage. So, uh, Soul Assassin, hail to you. Thank you very much for being in the chat. 713 in the chat, by the way. Phantom Beat, what's going on? Welcome. Thank you for being here. Looks like YouTube chat has jumped on me like it tends to do. As I said, I was 713 in the chat and uh, luckily, no comments were skipped. G-Man says, Galadriel riding the horse reminds me of something from Never Ending Story. Yes, in a certain fashion, right? Story. Yeah. Only instead of it being, you know, nice and wholesome, it ends up just being stupid. Fake smile, cringe, slow-mo. Oh, I get to ride a horse. All right. Over on Odyssey. Abomination says, I just have a problem with how she sang that one line. Made her notes go up and down so rapidly it stopped sounding like an angelic voice quickly. I forgot they race swapped Ariel. I had it on the background and I didn't even notice until she sang like that. Yeah, basically, uh, for, for those that did not see the trailer, she's singing part of part of your world. And the actress decides to put her own flair on the song. It's similar to what you find whenever people sing the Star Spangled Ban- Banner now, right? They There is the more classical way of singing it. And then there is the, I'm going to riff every single note. And this has one of those riffs at the very end. So if it happens at that point of the song, it makes me say, okay, how many other parts of these songs are going to also be changed? Because you know that's not just going to be the only one. Uh, we over on Odyssey, she all puts up a dating profile as herself, gets no replies, puts an ad as she Hulk and lots of replies, go on a date with the worst guys who only talk about themselves. The guys she likes, she objectifies and talks only about herself. Yes. As I said, that is what these identity politics obsessed people in Hollywood think is a strong female character. When in reality, it's just a cringe, annoying character. They'd say, yes, we're going to make all of the men bad by making them toxically masculine, when in reality, all they're doing is creating men that either aren't even real, like the, the way in which they're talking and the things they're saying, you're like, no guy would actually say that, or two, those guys that do exist are a very small portion of the population and tend to be ignored. Then again, what would I know? I'm not a part of the bar scene. I don't know what actually happens, but I can pretty much guess that you don't have a guy openly saying, hey, there's a girl over there. I'm going to go talk to it. Yes, that was a line in one of the episodes from the show. But yes, they basically try to create a masculine version, right, of her character. But all they're doing is taking so-called masculine traits of being self-obsessed 
and then putting that onto a female character when in reality it's a bad trait no matter who it is no matter whether they're a man or a woman it's a bad trait it's a bad human trait to be that type of self-obsessed person but yeah again they're they're trying to they're trying to give this message and they're failing so so ultimately so almost perfectly that they're saying and spreading the complete opposite message, and in addition to that, creating a character that is so annoying to boot, and, and, and you don't even care about, you don't even cheer for. It's god-awful. So bad. He goes on to say, uh, we over in Odyssey says, she also sleeps with the guy as She-Hulk, then when they wake up, he questions where the woman he slept with is. Twitter is upset with him for doing it. Yeah, I love how through all of that, Twitter, of course, is upset with that character and not upset with the She-Hulk character. When in reality, if they had brains, they would be upset with everything because the show is just not good. And then he, he lastly says, twerking in general is bad, but twerking in a work environment is even worse, and the show makes it out like it's a good thing. Yes. Now, I will say it's, it's a, it is a comic book show. It's meant to be kind of out of the realm of the ordinary. But yeah, that, that's about as much of a defense as I can possibly give because ultimately it is still one of the cringiest things that's out there. Because yeah, it's a so-called dance move. And to be critical of it nowadays is to be critical of culture. Somehow this is now a part of a specific culture. And so therefore to attack it means to attack said culture. That, again, this is the type of logic that is being used in today's world, which, by the way, is not logic at all, but is actually really anti-logic to be completely illogical. Over on Rumble, we have King Kane saying, No Way Home on DVD yet. Yes, No Way Home has been available on 4K, in fact, for a long time. Uh, that thing came out months ago. Um, they did a re-release of the Steelbook. That's what you probably maybe have seen some sales for. And uh, so that one I have pre-ordered. And I'm very excited to be able to get that one. I'm glad they're reissuing it because I was not able to get that steelbook originally. Uh, But yes. Uh, Giant Rat says, If I treated a woman like She-Hulk treated the man, I would be in prison. Fact. And then he adds on, Is She-Hulk a representative of a trans person? I guess that they might try to say. I would honestly not be surprised if they try to make some type of connection, right? If they try to say, oh, yeah, it's a trans allegory, right? Because she's transforming, but it's who she truly is. That That's the kind of stuff they do now, right? That's the kind of stuff that they obsess over. Anyway, y'all are awesome tonight. This is fun. This is a fun chat. Crazy that I'm streaming <laughs> on four places. Uh, again, I am streaming on Rumble tonight, so for the, uh, let's see, five people watching over there, thank you for watching. I appreciate it. Uh, smash the smash the Rumble button. Or I, I guess, like I used to do, smash the Rumble button. I guess it helps. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. It's all, me, it's all new to me over there. It's the first stream over on Rumble. Uh, let's see, Awesome One says, oh, oh, it's Odin. Huh. What's up, Awesome One? How's it going? How's it going? Yeah, we're literally live everywhere. Uh, DLive near Side Cyclops, it is a site that got big for a little bit because PewDiePie was exclusively streaming there for, for several months, if not maybe a better part of a year. He still has replays that are playing over there. 
it, it's it's kind of I think gone out of fact. It was meant to be one of these alt tech platforms, so similar to what a Rumble or Odyssey would be, right? Meant to be more free speech oriented, more community oriented, and there's, there's still a dedicated D Live community, but there's also become a lot of issues since a lot of people don't stream there anymore. There apparently have been a lot of issues for creators that are now still over there, either partially or fully. Um, anyway, it's just another uh, video streaming platform. Um, specifically for streaming, it's kind of like, I guess, Twitch, where it's more for streaming, not so much for actual video. Rumble is now having live streaming, hasn't had it for a while, but now is expanding it to, to more people. But you also, there's the regular videos that you can get there, like YouTube. So DLive is a little bit more like Twitch in that regard. So... Yeah, typically there's one or two people that watch on DLive because I have a couple people that are very specifically using DLive. And so I, I literally only live stream there still because of them. And they're, they're not always here. <laughs> I see some old comments from Daniel Thorne, uh, and I don't think he's here tonight. But I, I have it there just in case. You never know. You never know. Uh, Giant Killer tagged to say, Amazon spent all of the budget on diversity hires, so now they can't afford competent writers. That's just the thing, though, is that did they really spend all that much on diversity hires? Did they really give giant paychecks to those actors who are all unknowns? I highly doubt it. I really highly doubt it. So, no, I think all, if not most of the money went into the visual effects, went into all of these production value items because it does look nice as far as the overall look. Like, they clearly are using high-quality cameras. They clearly have people who understand how to uh, render and create all the different levels of visual effects, right? From the actual creation of the effects, to the rendering, all the 3D modeling, all that stuff. They clearly have people who know what they're doing. Now, as I said, just because you have competent people creating your CGI competent people utilizing your your CG green screen green blue screen etc does not necessarily mean that it looks great because if you overuse it as this show often does it starts to make things look incredibly artificial that's what happens when you have artificial backgrounds almost universally and then you have real people in the foreground it's going to create that Again, that sense of, oh, not something, this uncanny valley effect, as it were, right? You're like, something's not quite right here. Something's not quite real here. Now, luckily, I will say that that is not a major issue for the show. And you all know, I'm a CGI snob. If, if CGI is either bad, poorly utilized, or overused to the degree that it looks just incredibly fake, I typically call it out. This show actually doesn't have that. To a uh, to any major degree, I'm not saying that it's great because they still definitely overuse it, but I can at least see where the money went. It's not like a She-Hulk, for instance, where they might tell me they spent a lot of money on that CGI, and I'll say, "Yeah, no, you didn't. There's no way, no way," because of not only how bad the CG is as far as how it's rendered, how fake it looks, but also the way in which the character of She-Hulk emotes doesn't look anything like how the main actress emotes. And that's kind of one of the things that you're supposed to really capture. It's kind of an important thing, in fact. It's probably where most of that money should be spent on. 
By the way, speak of Daniel Thorne, and and he will appear. He's just tagged over on DLive and said, Little Mermaid trailer was bad. It only shows off how much she isn't Ariel. They killed all the color in the dark. As, so here's the thing, Daniel Thorne. They really didn't actually... You, you, again, you say it's so bad because it just shows how much she isn't Ariel. No, I disagree. Because they did not show anything. That's the, that is the whole point. They, they, they purposefully showed Ariel show these images where you see her swimming and you see the ocean and you don't actually see her until the very end. They did that on purpose because they knew it would get a reaction, it would garner a reaction, and then they already had their articles printed, their tweets ready to talk about, oh yeah, there's this huge backlash over it um, because of a bunch of ists and a bunch of phobes. When in reality, as I mentioned earlier, no, more people are probably just ticked off that you're continuing to remake all of these animated, you know, all of your animated movies, all your animated shows. You're continuing just to remake it because you're out of ideas and you're not even doing a good job at it. And you're clearly making casting decisions, not because of someone fitting the part, not because of someone being the best person fitted for the part, but rather because they happen to fit a certain agenda item that you're trying to push forward. JKDBuck76, who is a member, hail to you. He says, hello, everyone. Cobra Kai is excellent. I agree. Again, five episodes into the newest season. It's great. Uh, Orange Hat says, all I'll say about Cobra Kai is that you will be left screaming for more. That tends to be how it ends up. Every season so far has left me wanting more, so I'm glad to hear it. Definitely glad to hear it. JKDBuck says, isn't it weird that uh, House of Dragon doesn't require any army of shills or apologists in the comment sections trying to convince you it is a good show. Rings of Boar. Yep, exactly right. And there's some diversity in that show, too. Now, I don't know much about the novel that it's based upon, so I don't know if any of the... I think I think maybe one of the main characters, uh, the husband of the, uh, the, the queen who wasn't, may have been race-swapped. But yeah, notice how you don't really hear a whole lot of people talking about that because the show overall, especially since it's out right now, it's going to come up in conversations with Rings of Power, and in comparison, it is just night and day. (laughs) Yeah, isn't it interesting that you're not hearing as much? It's almost, it's amazing how they pretend like there's all of these and racist and sexist out there. And yet there's these other properties, these movies that come around where all of a sudden you don't hear anything. Remember when there was all the back, like, you know, Captain Marvel, for instance, right? Oh, there's just a bunch of, you know, sexist out there criticizing this movie. Well, around the same time, you also had a movie called Alita Battle Angel, which was getting a lot of praise from the same people who hated Captain Marvel or didn't like Captain Marvel. Huh. If they were truly a sexist, wouldn't they dislike both? Isn't the whole concept of what actual sexism is is when you're making judgments based on the gender of the person? And racism is when you're making decisions based upon the race of the person? Oh, wait a minute. That's what they're doing. But, yeah, we, we can't call that out. We, we, we can't point out the irony of those decisions. K-Man says, plot twist, they were kung fu fighting instead of karate, but at least they were fast as lightning. Okay, I'll see myself out. I appreciated that song reference there. 
Bryant Barth. So far, Top Gun Maverick, Old Man, Unbearable Weight, Better Call Saul, and Northman have been the good of 2022. I would add on there Bullet Train. I think Bullet Train was fantastic. I think Cobra Kai is definitely up there. Uh, I'm only five episodes into the newest season, and I would definitely put it up there. I think Stranger Things' newest season was also solid. I thought that was a very good season because it kind of was able to reinvent itself in a certain way, made it much more of a horror show, and I thought that it did a great job with it. So there's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, a goat 1971 says at the end of the day, I think Galadriel just needs a good man of strong character to tell her to smile more. She seems to be a rather lonely character. I don't know. Do you really want her to smile more after <laughs> what they, again, if that's the kind of smile, which is incredibly forced and non-believable, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. And that's why I, again, I, I take a different route than some of the other people that criticize rings of power because I don't think the acting is one of the problems. I think the biggest problem that show has is direction and writing. Direction and writing together are the biggest issues of that show. Because a lot of the actors and the things that we're criticizing, a director either told that actor to do or signed off on it. And an, a good director is someone who doesn't just give line readings, but also when an actor gives a performance and gives a line in a certain way, that just looks really bad and really cringe is the director's job. If they're actually a good actor's director to step in and say, Hey, let's rework this a little bit. Let's revamp this a little bit because if they actually care about the person, that's what they would do. Herbert sci-fi says she Hulk is four day old trash tacos. Only a certain kind of person is going to eat that up. Just like the only there's only a certain kind of YouTuber eats Taco Bell from the trash. I get that reference abomination over on odyssey says showrunner and shills and studios keep saying that all these fictional works must reflect the real world so i from now on will criticize any violation of real world physics such as the sound of ariel's voice not being distorted by water or galadriel somehow stabbing ice and rock to climb exactly they're like, oh, no, you need to suspend your belief. You need you need to be able to just accept it because the real world needs to be reflected. And that's the other thing, too. And this is something else that I've mentioned other places. But it's not it's amazing how they try to say we're inclusive, right? We're all about being inclusive and we're all about trying to make sure that all different kinds of races are represented. The problem, though, is that you already have that in Lord of the Rings. You already have that in the world of Middle-earth. You literally have elves and hobbits and, <laughs> you know, obviously, depending on the age you're in, but you have these characters and these races that already exist. It is not about race for these people. They, they might say it is as a cover, but when they say race, they don't mean the same thing that the actual term means. They mean specifically skin color. Because if I have... An elf and a dwarf on screen, guess what? In this fantasy world, I have two separate races. However, the modern identity politics person would say, no, if they're both of a light skin, oh no, that means that they're the... No, they're not. Again, in the fantasy world, an elf and dwarf, they're not the same. They're different races. It's not about race to them. It's about skin color. And sometimes those things can be connected but oftentimes they're not. And again, it's a very different kind of argument. It's a very different kind of argument. All right, let's see. Let's jump back over to Rumble. Let's see. 
if anyone over there said anything. Let's see. King Kane says, have to watch She-Hulk or Rings of Power. Which do you watch? Between the two? Oh, Rings of Power, easily. Again, I think Rings of Power is complete trash, as I've made very clear. I hope I've made clear from this stream. But I hopefully have also made clear just how much worse <laughs> She-Hulk is. Again, I don't even think She-Hulk is entertainingly bad. You know, at the very least, think of it this way. Rings of Power, one of the other major issues it has is that it's just boring. It's incredibly boring, and you just don't care about anything going on on screen. So at the very least, Rings of Power can help you fall to sleep. At least that can help you fall to sleep. Whereas She-Hulk will give you nightmares, amongst other things. <laughs> that, that, that would be my take on, on that. <laughs> It has nothing to do with the actual shows necessarily. Uh, let's see. Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan says, no, remastered Blu-ray. Yeah, but so basically, so yeah, we're talking about the same thing. So whenever there is a remaster nowadays, especially, it's a remastered 4K, but then they also render it for Blu-rays and DVD. So, or maybe not DVD for this one necessarily, but typically they have it available on the other uh, platforms, but basically think of it as a downscaled version of of the original. Um, but yeah, I mean, the yeah, it, it looks great, absolutely. Not to mention, of course, if it's the if it's the extended edition, it's just always good. Father Luca says, "Modern culture: when men are better, women than women." Yeah, isn't that interesting? <laughs> oh man, oh man. All right. Still on the YouTube chat right now. It's 727 in the YouTube chat. It's 804. Oh, my goodness. I am about uh, half an hour behind people. All right. JKDBuck76 on YouTube says, Soiron, Albran, Fro, Frodo, and Scam, Aaron, Deer, Doogie, Elrond, Resting, Elf, Face, and Gladriel. Oh, my goodness. That was a lot of words, JKDBuck, but I appreciate it. Strawman, what's going on? Tad say, do you ever think about growing your hair back? For those of us who can't grow our hair back, people who shave their heads voluntarily are slap in the face. Well, as I said, it's not completely for no reason. I do have a very light spot up here, right? A balding spot. So it is not something that is just like I can grow a full head of hair and have luscious locks. But I obviously do have the ability to grow more hair than, than what some others might. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a desire necessarily to, to do that because it's just so much easier to maintain this than anything else. So uh, so not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Kimberly G, what's going on? Thanks for being a member on the channel and welcome. Forever Sci-Fi is a member says, that sounds like washing out of the army and being allowed to keep a tank. Yes, Exactly. Going back to the She-Hulk comment. That's exactly what it's like. Orange Air Reviews, Shang-Chi had Wong doing a drunken karaoke. I uh, see. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. So, yeah. Interesting how Wong, <laughs> the main Asian character in the MCU, is now the butt and has been the butt of all the jokes. Hmm. Maybe they have a problem. Disney, MCU. They're seeming to treat people in a certain fashion. Mr. Roy, what's going on? Curazilla, who is a member, hail to you. Orange Chat says, twerking has been one of the biggest turnoffs for me. It looks like a woman. It looks like a woman's butt got it detached and flat. Well, let's just say there, there are a lot of things. There's a lot of things that are just 
wrong about it. It's just, <laughs> there's really nothing appealing about it. Uh, unless you are someone who has a, basically, unless you're someone who has a sexual addiction, I don't see how that is appealing. I really don't. However, me saying that, it's not, I'm not being culturally sensitive. You just don't understand. You're right, I, I don't, because I think that there are objective truths that exist in the world, and I think that it's trashy, objectively speaking. Because, again, it's an over-sexualized, <laughs> quote-unquote, dance move. General Wingster says, also got your rosary in the mail. It's very nice. Thank you. No problem at all, General Wingster. Hope you enjoy it. Glad you got it. Super says, I, for one, am happy She-Hulk twerked because the memes have been excellent, especially Lofty Pixels. Uh, Rhaegar, what is going on? Welcome back. See, Giant Rat on YouTube says, I believe the VPs are writing the Rings of Power. The showrunners are visual target for the crap. It wouldn't surprise me at all. It would not surprise me at all. It seems to be kind of their MO. Nearside Cyclops says, I think Amazon took it in the shorts over the New Zealand studio being abandoned. Not sure how much of that budget was tied up in that. Ah, okay. Master of Gaming, the only way I found out about Lifemark is because of Josiah Rises. Lifemark is a pro-life movie, which is refreshing because of pro-choice protests against... Yeah, I mean, and it's amazing because guess what? When you make films like that, people of faith do show up typically to a lot of those movies. So, yeah. 70B says something is off here. I don't know what's off. Hopefully nothing is off stream wise. Unless you're unless that's a reference to something earlier. As I said, I'm at 7:36 in the chat. It's 8:08 in real life. Shows you how far behind I am. Giant Trat uh, tried to say uh, tried to say trench is probably a water <laughs> is probably a water aquifer. Yes. Giant X Killer, hail to you. Thanks for being here. Dan Dan in the chat. What's going on, Dan Dan? Master of Gaming says, I feel bad for Leslie Grace and Hallie, uh, and, and Haley Bailey. They both should play original characters, not race, uh, not race swapped redheads. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and again, you, you, I think that there is definitely some nuance to that, right? Because they took on the role. They understood the role they were taking on. They understood the impact of taking on that role and why, you know, you would hope that they had common sense and would say that, oh, yeah, I'm being cast specifically by Disney because they're trying to push a message. So there is a taking on of responsibility that they have with it. But yeah, at the same time, too, I think we do have to remember that ultimately they're still human beings and should be treated as human beings with dignity. But we can also... That's why, for me, I, I will not really spend a lot of time criticizing the individual unless they say something specific that's worthy of being criticized. And I will much more go after the creators, the people behind the scenes who made those decisions clearly with certain uh, intentions in mind. Father Lucas says, why is Ariel a woman mermaid? Why not a two-spirited Martian? That's a great point. If, if we can just do anything now with any character, yeah, why is the Little Mermaid a mermaid at all? Also, why is she little? That seems to be offensive now. Maybe she needs to be the big mermaid. Or, or maybe she needs to be the pleasantly plump mermaid. What, what is even not offensive anymore, right? <laughs> What's even not offensive? Oh... Uh... Let's see. Big Raj, thank you very much for the super sticker. Thumbs up. Appreciate it, man. I know it took me a while to get to that um, 30 minutes ago. But hey, Big Raj, thanks for hanging around. I appreciate it, man. 
All right, Father Lucas said, How will two-spirited Martians identify with characters and their motivations if they are not represented on screen? Excellent point. Excellent point. If we need to represent everyone on screen, yes. What, what about the, the, the animal spirit people? Are we going to have every single animal spirit? In fact, you know what? If we're truly going to be representative, don't you think that we should probably have every single gender? How many genders are there now represented in every single film and TV show? Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> Again, this is what happens. When you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And Hollywood is playing one of the dumbest games of them all. And ultimately, they will pay the price. By the way, Kirzella, thank you for being a member for three months as a citizen of Asgard level. I appreciate it. Danny Miller in the chat. Toro in the chat. Kimberly G, thanks for being a member for eight months. I appreciate that as well. All right. Chat has jumped on me like it always does. Thank you again for being in the chat. Luckily, no comments have been skipped. Let me see if anything has happened over on Rumble. Let's see. Giant Rat says, Have you seen any Christian imagery in Rings of Power, or are they completely sanitizing the lore? I, I think that that is... There really hasn't been much of it. I mean, the, the problem is, with the question in general, is, well, there are so many things that you could say are Christian imagery, or that you could find uh, Christian imagery within. For instance, there is use of light. So we could obviously, you know, look into that. There's use of darkness, right, for evil. We could see that. But as far as the soul of the show, right, the, the soul of Tolkien himself living on within it, no. It really does come across as, as rather sanitized. I think that ultimately what you have is you have people who are creating the show for themselves and not for anyone else, for themselves, um, and maybe for a select group on Twitter, that for some reason, all the studios in Hollywood feel like they have to kowtow to. And instead, what happens is that they're creating a show based off of material that's not respecting the creator of said source material and also does not have the heart of said writer of said source material, right? It's very similar to what A Wrinkle in Time did. The, the, the movie that Ava DuVernay got $100 million to make and it was ultimately a complete flop because, one, she's a terrible director, and two, because she tried to tell a story that is rooted and meant to be rooted in Christian imagery and decided to take all of the Christian imagery out. And guess what? It was noticeable. We were able to see it. And I imagine that as Rings of Power goes on, we're going to see it more and more and more, especially as the different characters play out. Because Galadriel has always been seen, especially as being connected with an image of the Virgin Mary, within again uh, within Catholicism within Christianity. That's that's typically been a connection that's been made. Let me just say this version of Galadriel, nope, not there, not there in the slightest. If you go back to the Lord of the Rings movies, you can definitely see within the Cape Blanchett because again there is that grace and that femininity you can see elements of that representation there you don't see it at all in this version so yeah hopefully that hopefully that answers the the question all right back over let's go to odyssey 
Let's see. Abomination says, I'll admit when people first put comments of totally made up sarcastic jabs, I had a problem with it because I have a problem with normalizing uh, fan fiction. Since Hollywood seems obsessed with normalizing fan fiction for their own purpose, I think the sarcastic, sarcastic jabs are great. Yeah, absolutely. Abomination says, Odyssey seems to be broke. Dracomus is checking Rumble. Looks like Odyssey is back. Yeah, again, that's one of the reasons why I do multi-stream is so that way, if there are any issues, if maybe your computer or your internet connection is not working uh, on any specific platform, that you have the ability to go elsewhere. Let's see. Nearside Cyclops at 7.44 said, Dark Harvest was pretty good. Before that, yeah, it's been a minute since I read new stuff that captured my attention. Cool. Yeah, I... Again, there's already so much classic stuff I need to catch up on. I don't tend to go into any new stuff because of that. The last, I guess, the last newest fiction that I can think of, as far as like when the fiction was written, that I'm aware of, is Ready Player One. So yeah, not not a lot of new fiction, especially. I've read newer nonfiction, but. Yeah, that's about it. Over on DLive, Daniel Thorne says, is there anything you're excited about for the past two days Disney showings? Why didn't they just live stream this event? Uh, probably because they have done the live streams previously with the COVID times and it didn't really end up well for them there. So maybe they thought maybe they'll be able to get some more hype with real people and stuff like that. I haven't really watched any of it, to be honest, because I just don't care. There's nothing that... Disney has in the pipeline in any of their IPs, any of the IPs that they own that I have any desire to find out anything else about. Kimberly G says her last book was Origin by Dan Brown. Good ending. Yeah, I stay away from the Dan Brown stuff. Uh, hopefully, again, as, as, a, as a Catholic, hopefully you can understand why I would probably stay away from, from the Dan Brown stuff. <laughs> uh, let's see. Kirazilla, who's a member, says these companies despise the nuclear family. So I don't believe they would even consider their productions being family entertainment. Uh, Rings of Power, Little Mermaid, it's all just more agenda pushing. Exactly. Yes. They completely reject any and all instances of nuclear family. And um, also, even the concept of nuclear family itself is actually a corruption. Because family used to be not just mom, dad, children. Family used to be, no, you had your grandparents uh, nearby. You, you had uh, your extended family nearby as well, right? Family was much more of a, a community. The establishment, actually, of the nuclear family in many ways was the beginning of the breakdown of the family, if you really think about it. Because it started to put generations opposed to each other. Nowadays, of course, we've seen such a breakdown of the family, it's gotten even worse. Um, let's see, a 70B, yeah, so obviously, in, in all of the discussions here, we are referring to the Disney-fied version of, of the story. Uh, clearly, if we were going to go into the actual uh, source material, it would be a whole other thing. Master of Gaming, sad to say, if you want a good fantasy alternative, House of Dragon or Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power, go see Medieval in theaters. You'll have fun. Yeah, I think maybe it was you who had mentioned Medieval. I originally was going to go see it Thursday, but as you all know, I work full-time uh, teaching, and so we're, we're in the full swing uh, about halfway through our first quarter, so I was exhausted. I, I just And unfortunately, the, the earliest showtime that I could have made would have been an 8 p.m. show. Had there been a 7 p.m. one, I, I would have been there in a heartbeat. But that's actually a movie on my radar because I love Ben Foster. I think Ben Foster is fantastic. Um, I know that uh, Sir Michael Caine is in the film. And it also tends to be, it's a type of time in history that I 
uh, really enjoy. Let us see. Input latency says, I'm utterly tired of Rings of Power and MCU talk, if I may be honest. Also, no interest in House of the Dragon for obvious reasons. Input latency, I totally understand. And that's why for, for my live streams, I always try to, because obviously I, I, I unfortunately watch this garbage. And so I feel like it's like, okay, if I'm watching it, you got to listen to me talk about it. But also I try to, as the best that I can, make it as as entertaining and as painless as possible. And also I, I like to hear from y'all and, and to get y'all's perspective on things too. So I try to keep it as dynamic as I can. For some, it might be a little bit too much, right? Some people like to have the the, the discussion groups staying focused on topics and, and stuff like that. And I try to keep things focused when I can, right? Sometimes people try to go off the rails a bit and I'm like, all right, save that for another stream. But uh, but yeah, Kimberly G. Hope you have a great night, Chef. Uh, Chef Nick Nero says, uh, "Man, missed you on the social media, but I understand. Thank you, uh, yeah, Chef Nick Nero. Thank you for understanding. But hey, I'm still here. I'm still here, Chef. I'm still here, El Guapo. Join the Discord if you want to have conversations. I'm on the Discord. I've got a Discord server. Top link in the video description. You can uh, follow the link tree and find the Discord link to join. It is a hopping place. It is great." Uh, not to mention, you can also follow me on Locals as well if you like getting social media style notifications, though Discord has that same functionality as well. So, I'm still here. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> uh, Toro, I saw you say, Odin, don't read this, so I will not read the rest of it. All right, Lazy Tide to say, on a random note, what's your thoughts on tabletop RPGs, D&D? Kind of coming down from the high from playing with my friends earlier today, so that's probably why I ask. I just never really have been interested in it all that much. Uh, when I was younger, I was into things like Pokemon. It was mostly Pokemon Red on Game Boy. That was my jam back in the day. Love that stuff. That's actually a game that every few years I go back to and play through it a little bit because now, of course, there's emulators for everything. And it's still fantastic. It's still a solid game, a lot of fun. And with the emulators, you can speed up the time, which means walking is so much faster, which is just, again, mwah, the beauty of technology. It's one of the, it's one of the few good things that technology has, has, has done for us. Um, but yeah, I, I got into the card games a little bit too. And I actually have, I, I went through a phase where I was like, I really actually want to get back into playing a card game where I'm actually not connected to the internet and I get to, you know, actually have that personal interaction. So I actually ended up getting like, I have like a few different Yu-Gi-Oh decks and I've got the, the play mat and everything. Cause I, originally I was like, Hey, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to teach my wife how to play and we're just going to have fun with it. And then it just never happened. I think probably because baby Thor and, um, ADD, it's, it's kind of a part of ADD is, is you make these plans, all this hype. And then when the execution comes around, it, it's a little bit of a different story. Um, so, but yeah, anyway, it belays. He says also the beard jiggle when you roll the rumble is magnificent. Well, I'm glad that you enjoy that input latency. Forever sci-fi says, I think Bezos is just using rings of power to hide money from his ex. Ooh, conspiracy. I like it. And probably true. Jagedy Buck says, would it be an imposition for me to ask you to say Gordon's alive? Never dude. That's one of the the most fun lines I get to say. Shrek Hulk says JKD Buck. No, that would make it better. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi. That's probably because it's a dude playing She-Hulk for most of the CGI scenes. Can't say I'm surprised by that. Alark tag to say, if you want to see some great movies that have some great horseback riding, I recommend Hidalgo and The Wind and the Lion, starring Viggo Mortensen and Sean Connery. Nice. I didn't know. Is that 
respectively, like uh, Viggo Mortensen in, in Hidalgo, the win in the lion in Sean Connery. I, I, I think that has to be it. Cause I was like, wait, they did a movie together. <laughs> of course, that's where my brain goes. That's how broken my brain is. Uh, let's see. Uh, Abomination over on Odyssey says, if I remember, family used to be what we saw Charlie's family in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Exactly. Yep. You are spot on there. Over on Rumble, King Kane says, did anyone from Rings of Power contact you to be a character in their show? No, they, they probably should have. Because I probably would have fit in as a dwarf, um, at the very least, if not a man, right? Uh, but no, they, they did not. They did not. And to be honest, that, that would actually be a... Actually, it would be an easy decision because I actually enjoy the work that I do. <laughs> I was going to say it would be a tough decision because if they offered me enough cash to retire early, uh, again, that would mean more time with, with baby Thor and family being in a good position but at the same time it's no i I don't really have that desire kind of like if i won this if i won the i was gonna say if i won the super bowl not the same thing at all if i ever not even that i buy powerball tickets or anything i don't do lottery stuff at all really it's just not really my thing but if i ever did win the lottery like i I would still want to work because people often don't realize how that actually works how much money is taken from the government and then also too it's like again it's how you use the money and investing it is the best thing to do because otherwise it just loses value. A <laughs> low recession, right? Um, but also I enjoy, I enjoy my work. So if, if anything, it would, you know, of course help further my knowledge and, you know, ability to pursue further education. Like that's like the thing I'd probably be more focused on is one, what can I do charity wise first off? And then, and then two, what are things that I can do um, to, you know, improve myself, but not in the way of, oh, to get like an expensive car, but hey, yeah, I actually would like to, you know, further my own educational experience. Uh, Giant Rat over on Rumble says, the greed of the past 100 years and the effect of telly uh, pushing sales of home and independence caused the end of the family. Yeah, and that's the reason why there is actually a book out there. It's been out for a while now called Liberalism is a Sin. And no, it's not what you would think. It's not talking about American, you know, political liberal. It means classical liberalism, right? The concept of individualism itself. And I know that that might make some people upset, right? Anyone who might be a little bit more libertarian-minded or classical liberal, it's that mindset, unfortunately, that has led to a lot of problems because when everything becomes about me or when I become the most important thing in my life and the concept or even just the concept of putting the good of another before my own, uh, if that disappears or it disappears to such an extent that it almost never exists, we can see then how that can cause a lot of problems and a lot of issues. Anyway, Keely Zhao, I'm considered toxic for liking Buffy the Vampire Slayer and not liking Captain Marvel. Yeah, Buffy, great show. You want to know why? Because Buffy is a very feminine, feminine character. She's a strong woman because she's an actual woman. Super says, regarding Rings of Power CGI, I totally agree. The backgrounds are really funky and the foregrounds look false, uh, which is a shame because the show has some beautiful stuff. Love the look of Numenor and Linda. Yeah, exactly. As I said, you can see where the money was spent. Uh, But unfortunately, there are a couple of moments. 
Jakey Buck says, Galadriel's armor looked like the kind of armor you'd see in a school play done by fifth graders. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, I definitely uh, did not really notice it all that much this episode. But then again, it was not really all that interesting of an episode. Favorite sci-fi, Galadriel's smile looks like the painful smile old man from the meme. You know what it reminds me of, actually, if you go back to a uh, great 90s film, it's uh, The Addams Family Values. Christina Ricci performance as Wednesday Adams. It reminds me of the smile she does uh, after her time in the Harmony Hut, where the response to it is, she's scaring me. That's what it reminds me of. <laughs> Keely Chaz says, please pray for Jeremy and Ryan because they're going to do some cussing while talking about sports on the Sports Wars live stream tomorrow morning. Um, I mean, I feel like the prayers for them and for so many others are perpetual because you think that the cursing stops when they're not on stream? Victor Fontaine, what is going on? Jake Buck, funny. Only the horrible shows that stink get review bombed. Ain't it weird that Stranger Things didn't get review bombed? Huh. Why would that be? Yeah. And the main character of that show happens to be a girl. Huh. What a weird thing. Ya boy, Mirage. What's going on? It's Thorn time. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Orange Eye Reviews, who is cashing in on one of his free Super Chat uh, by being a member, says, Modernism in an ancient mythological story is a literal contradiction. Modernism is not meant for everything. Middle Earth is meant to be an old tale. Yes, it is a fantasy, and it's a specific kind of fantasy. Samurai Vader, what's going on? Welcome. 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 Shaved Head works for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate those very, very kind words. By the way, we're getting a couple minutes close to time. I'm going to do the very best that I can to read as many comments as I can. Daniel Thorne says, Odin doesn't like the lottery, then does a lotto-style cookie-driven giveaway for Blu-rays. <laughs> well, that's a giveaway. <laughs> a lottery is give us a lot of money, and then one person gets to walk away with, with a large portion of it. Whereas for me, it's, hey, I like, I like to give things away. And the only restriction that I have is you're using fake currency. So think of it this way. If the lottery was us putting in money, but the money we were putting in is money that we get simply for living. <laughs> okay, maybe I'd be a lottery person, but let's just say fiat currency has less value in certain respects than my cookie currency. <laughs> At least that's what I personally think. <laughs> uh, Daniel Thorne also had said, Don't worry, Darling is being trashed by critics. Maybe they should have made a movie about the drama surrounding it instead. Maybe they will. They said Black Panther 2 is falling behind, so they'll have to rush VFX to make the release date and more overworked FX people. Well, hey, it's going to be power for the course because that's, I think, what happened with the first Black Panther, or at the very least, that's how the CGI looked. Certainly looked like it was rushed in the first one, to say the very least. All right. So YouTube chat has jumped on me. That'll probably be the last bit of questions that I'll take from YouTube is within the jumped section. Let's head over to Rumble for a second. Um, let us see there. King Kane says, got that one. I got that one. Gi uh, Giant, Rats, uh, Giant Rat says, the greed of the past 100. I, I got that one already, too. Sorry. Sorry about that. Giant Rat says, have a good night. Off to watch a SpaceX launch. Nice, dude. Well, I hope that you enjoy the launch. And by the way, thank you all very much 
for hanging out on Rumble. Glad that we had a little Rumble crowd today. Looks like the the the, the two who usually are talking and hanging out on D Live might need to switch uh, <laughs> to one of the other. So again, I at least have free speech alternative platforms that are available. But yeah, I might have to start. I might have to eventually kill the D Live. I'm gonna keep it on for as long as I can because hey, I like to give people options, but. It would be one less thing. And now that I have more things to look at, again, somehow my brain is able to process it, but only just because. It put latency at 8.09. Again, it's 8.31. So again, I'm going to try and get through these last comments as quickly as I possibly can. So please, if you could stop tagging, I'd appreciate it. It says, uh, Odin, only 30 minutes behind, making great time. Definitely not tonight. Release the McCracken. What's going on? Thank you for being here. Let's see, Subway Jack 919, welcome. GS Leo in the chat as well. Not everyone can afford all the streaming services, 70B, exactly. And that's why, what are we going to have eventually? It's just going to be cable. We're just going to have a return to cable because they're all going to come together at some point. Uh, Jackie Buck says, just ignore them whenever they woke wash a good story. Gladiel gave seven gifts to help the fellowship in their journey, and there are seven sacraments, but what do I know? <laughs> exactly, Jackie Buck. Exactly. What, would, what do any of us know? What do any of us know about anything? G-Man, the differently sized female present uh, Piscine humanoid. Yes, yes, G-Man. I guess that is the most appropriate name for Little Mermaid. Uh, this is only a rumor, but I heard that Ghost Rider might show up in She-Hulk, although I don't know which one, says J.S. Pena. I just, yeah, uh, who cares? <laughs> I mean, seriously, they will do anything to keep d- discussion up about that show. And ultimately, it's just it's just not going to work. Jakey Buck, didn't Dan Brown write the Da Vinci Turd? Yep, 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 yep. And but latency says, did you just say nuclear? It's nuclear. Re. I honestly, yeah, I remember like when George W. got in trouble for something like that. I still don't quite understand why people care all that much about the pronunciation of it. I really don't. I don't, I don't get it. General Wingster, Pokemon Gen 1 is the best. Yes, in my head, there are only 151 Pokemon. Now, I will play Gold or Silver from time to time because I do like the fact that at least they respect that the new Pokemon are only in the new world, but if you go back to the old world, it's just the 151. That is why I accept that reasoning. Um, or In the games, at the very least. But for me, 151. OG all the way. Did you have all the Exodia cards? Not originally. I do have them now. I got one of the sets that had all the Exodia cards. And I want to be able to, at one point, do it so that way I can, like the show, right? Exodia! Obliterate! When even the mainstream critic says Master of Gaming, don't like, don't worry, darling. You know you have a problem. Also, did you know Chris Pine's character is inspired by Jordan B. Peterson? I did not, and... Why am I not surprised? General Wingster says, I remember when Yu-Gi-Oh! got big as a kid. I convinced my grandparents to get all four starter decks to play with friends. Nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, I got the Blue Eyes White Dragon set uh, because it just was the coolest looking card. The show also was just one of the coolest characters. And uh, I never got deep into the card game, at least. Same thing with Pokemon. I got much more into the Game Boy games for Pokemon than the actual trading card game. It is interesting that they made a Game Boy version of the trading card game, and that's probably the most of that trading card game that I've played. Um, but I, I do have a lot of my old cards. I have my old, you know, book of cards. The the most the rarest card I think I have still is I have a first edition holographic Jolteon. 
Um, Cause that was one that I think you could only get in a starter. No, you could only get that. I think in a booster pack. Um, because of course they've got like the holographic Machamp because of the starter deck. If you got the basic starter deck, things like that. But let's see. You can only Sasquatch. I don't think I can move forward with rings of power anymore. My eyes and soul can't take it. I don't blame you, dude. Uh, the only thing that's going to help me through next week is again, if you have not seen it in the discord, I link to it in the live stream chat section, but look up. And if you're not following them already, do so subscribe to them. The salty nerd podcast. They're awesome. Great people. But the episode I, I was able to join earlier where we talk rings of power, there is a great discussion that I think is going to make a lot of people laugh about the building of the trench and all this. Oh, we got, it was went off the rails a little bit, but it was a lot of fun. And um, let's just say that and Jeff, and that's all I'm going to say. You have to watch the stream to get the reference. But Jeff, that is what's going to get me through the next episode of rings of power. The <laughs> Jeff and that trench. Favorite sci-fi of that last 1.4 billion lotto when they had only about 400 million of that actually ended up going to the winner. Yep. And then to that winner, you have to then take into account, did they take it as one lump sum, which means it's still taxed, or did they spend it over a period of times and it's still taxed? Uh, can only Sasquatch, my show on my channel last night, talked about modern feminism and liberalism and how they're destroying the nuclear family. Yes. Those are facts. 70B, I assume it's OMB reviews. I don't go on there. Wait, what? 70B? What are you talking about? I need I need uh, context. David L. Rings of Power is just misunderstood. It was designed as an experiment to see how much money could be spent and still produce utter crap triumph. In that way, yes. Triumph. Costumes and Rings of Power are very cheap looking, says Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan. I don't think they're as cheap looking. Um, then again... I guess it depends on the kind of eye you have in a, like, if you're looking at an image from, like, if you're looking at an image on Twitter, for instance, it's not the same as if you're actually watching the show on the platform, which I'm not saying that this is what happened for you, um, but I do think that the way in which you experience that content is going to impact what your eye goes to. My eye did not really catch a lot of the stuff going on. So it really isn't until you have that type of still image where you're like, okay, yeah, that's not good because I don't think it's, it's good. The still image we saw of the, the queen regents armor, but also to be perfectly honest, I don't remember that armor being featured in that episode. It very well could have been, but that just goes to show you how little interest I had in the actual place. But yes, I am on Rumble, and it's as uh, OMB Reviews. So, uh, King Kane said, Thoughts on Zasloff at Warner Brothers? The decisions he's made so far seem to be the, the right ones. Then again, just you know, saying $90 million loss back again, even though it probably is as bad as they apparently the test audience said it was, as part of the reason why they got rid of it, they just decided to delete it from the servers and, and make it inaccessible. I, I still also, I don't know. It seems like it's going the right direction, but I think we still have a way, a way to go. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi says, raffles are okay for Catholics. Cookies are just tickets, and Odin is just doing a raffle. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Input latency on your way out. Good night, man. Hey, yes. Going, going out. As uh, soon as I can, let me try and catch up with as many things. J.S. Pena, tag, you're it. How dare you. Her sci-fi. Only thing I'm looking forward to this month, a new episode of Grand Tour. 
And Fred Farkle, did you see those German bishops? What do they do now? I mean, what haven't they done? The German bishops have been a problem for a long time. They are essentially already in schism with the church. And uh, let's just say, I think it's just going to get a lot worse. But anyway, put the cookie down. Put the cookie down. 70B's got to go make some cookies. So we're going to go ahead and head out tonight. So, hey, looks like things were working tonight. So hopefully you enjoyed the show. Has anyone got to do a wrestling main event style? Let's get ready to rumble. I actually was on a wrestling show featured on Sports Wars um, a while back long time ago at this point we only maybe did a few episodes of it unfortunately we had issues with uh time and and getting our timing right consistently uh commitment kind of thing so it fell apart unfortunately so um so i have but really at this point it comes down to the fact that i just don't have time i i just don't have a lot of time because i already have time dedicated to this channel of course time dedicated to my full-time job and time dedicated to a couple other projects that, that I do on the side, like Friday Night Tights. And now I've added on the Rings of Power stream that I'm doing with the Salt Inner Podcast. So with all that being said, thank you all very much for being here. No, I did not forget Missing No, uh, Missing Number, Dan Blackroyd. Um, but he's not a part of the 151. So I, I both forgot and did not forget. He's both real and not real at the same time. And yes, that that's how in-depth i want to i want to do uh king kang says same time next week so if you don't know my streaming schedule check out my website ombreviews.com i have my streaming schedule there i'll have to try to add in a rumble link there too now but i stream every tuesday and saturday at 7 p.m eastern time and of course friday night tights as well i'm also going to try to start to consistently be on the salty nerd morning podcast on saturdays which is 1 p.m eastern time to 3 p.m happens perfectly within the nap time of baby Thor. And of course, be on the lookout in the next few weeks. We'll have our chosen of Valhalla live stream where my chosen members will get together and we'll have some fun discussions. I still have to work out exactly when that will be because of the Saturday streams I'm doing with salty nerds. And we have been doing the stream on Saturdays, but Sundays I think works better for some. We will make it all work out, but seriously, thank you all. Whether you watch on YouTube, rumble, Odyssey, D live, wherever you were, if there is a like button or a rumble button or a fire button, light it up. Seriously, you guys are all amazing, beautiful people. Hope you all have a wonderful rest of your evening. And as always, everybody, God bless. And now for a huge shout out for all of my September Patreon, Subscribestar, and Locals members. Starting off with my Patreon members, Chris from the 80s, that's his YouTube channel, Garrett Searles, Hymir Irie Hymason, Jeff Toon, Jonathan Carney, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Orange High Reviews, you can also find on YouTube by the same name, Rosetta Allen, YouTube's name is Eagle Rider, Stan Andrian, and Miss Martin Muses, and that is her YouTube channel. Thank y'all very much for supporting me over on Patreon. Also, for all my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, that's his Twitch channel name, support him there, Storm Tracker, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Ron, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man. Thank you, K-Man, as well, and you can find him at xtheboundaries.co, and thanks to all of my subscribe star members. And lastly, to my locals members, Locals has definitely been hopping a lot more recently. Uh, shout out to Miss Miss rather, Miss Minnesota hockey fan. How about a hockey player? UAB Mad Dog. 
Mad Dog, MUAB, Mad Dog, Mike Jackson for the win, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. Thank you all for supporting me over on Locals. And if you want your name shouted out vocally at the end of every single live stream and video, make sure that you support me over on Patreon, Subscribestar, or Locals. And you can find out more information about it on those websites and check out the top link in the video description below if you want to find out more about how to get that. Access to podcasts that I do with John the Flick Flickinger and also how to be featured on the Chosen of Valhalla live stream, which I do once a month with my Chosen of Valhalla members. And it's always a lot of fun. Anyway, that's going to be it for me today. You guys all have an amazing rest of your day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Beautiful people. And as always, God bless.